morning. <clears throat> what makes you feel safe? Consider what steps that we take to be safe. Maybe it's setting aside money for emergencies or even for retirement. Maybe it's being uh, what some would consider extreme and becoming a prepper and storing food and water, weapons and ways of being fortified. Maybe it's as simple as buying a safer vehicle or a moving to a safer neighborhood. Think for a minute about how much time and energy and money we spend trying to be safe, or at least to feel safe. How much time, how much energy, how much money do you spend? And consider that it will only last for this lifetime. What makes you feel safe? We need to remember that Peter wrote this letter to Christians that were being displaced. They were being ostracized. They were being hunted. They were being imprisoned. And some that would be killed for their faith. The same faith that we claim in Jesus Christ. We're going to examine the instructions that he gave to these followers of Christ as they faced much uncertainty. I'm going to reread the section we'll be looking at today. Starting in verse 13. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. Because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. What makes you feel safe? We first see he starts off with therefore, which is a reminder to consider what he has said beforehand. So let's do a quick review of some of those things. In verse 1, he says they are chosen. In verse 3, he says, they've been born again to a living hope, to obtain an inheritance. Verse 5, he says, they are protected by the power of God, and in this, they greatly rejoice. In verse 6, he says, you may be distressed to prove your faith, but that will result in praise and glory and honor. Verses 8 and 9, he says the outcome of their faith is the salvation of their souls. In verses 10 to 12, he describes a marvelous salvation that was not always comprehended throughout time. 
I think to sum this up, we could say, because Jesus has saved you and keeps you and will bring you to where he is for eternity, do these things. What makes you feel safe? Verses 13 and 14, we have some instructions from Peter. And we know because of 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. We know that this is not just Peter's words. This is inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And I I don't want to discount also the fact that uh, that Peter spent at least three years with Jesus, and that had something to do with the things that he was writing as well. I think we can take these instructions on great authority. First, he talks about how we can think right. He says, prepare your mind for action. This is to think clearly, to be alert. Some translations use the term, gird up the loins of your mind. And you may have heard this before. The idea was most people wore robes, and when they had to be ready to move, to be ready to do something, they had to get the robes out of their way. So they would pull them up, and they would tie them with a belt so that they would not be encumbered, so they would not be hindered, so that they could do what was necessary to be done. We've got a great picture of this in Ephesians 6, verses 14 to 18. Paul says, Stand stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. What makes you feel safe? Also in verse 13, he says, Be sober in spirit. This is the idea of having or exercising self-control, thinking straight. And also I noticed in looking at other areas throughout Scripture where the term sober was used, it always accompanied some type of uh, action uh, that we were to, that people are to avoid, that the, the hearers were to avoid. For example, Second Timothy four two through five says, "Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled." They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. But you, be sober in all things. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. 
So here he's saying to avoid turning their ears away from truth and turning aside to myths. And then in 1 Thessalonians 5, 5 to 9, we see another example. Paul says, For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of night nor of darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for the obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So here he says to avoid sleeping because we are not of darkness. We are of the light. What makes you feel safe? We also see where we should focus. At the end of verse 13, he says, Fix your hope completely, or better, perfectly, on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Fixing our hope is the idea of resting it or setting it in place. and has the idea that all hope is to be based on this. And the word hope here, uh, translated from the Greek word, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but alpis or alpis, is to anticipate with great pleasure or to have a confident expectation. That is the hope that we have. And what is that hope in? How is it realized? It says, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The term translated revelation comes from the Greek word apocalypsis. And one of the meanings that I think is most evident here is the disclosure of truth, the manifestation or appearance. So we are to anticipate with pleasure, confidently, in the manifestation, in the disclosure of truth, which is Jesus Christ. Look back at verse 6 for a minute. He says, In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. How can we greatly rejoice in trials? He has the answer in the previous verse, verse 5. He says that they are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And this revealed is from the same root word. It is to be the manifestation of Jesus. That is where we find great joy. That is where we find our hope and the final revelation of Jesus. What makes you feel safe? In verse 14, he says what we should not do. He says, do not be conformed to the former lusts or do not be controlled by your evil desires. 
The word lusts or desires is a longing, especially for what is forbidden. So how are we to not be conformed? He says, in your ignorance or in your past life, how you used to live, which reminds me of Proverbs 26.11, it says, like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. I think we can say, like a dog that returns to its vomit is a Christian who lives like he used to live. If you were here for Sunday school, Pastor, we had a conversation about repentance and what that looks like and how it is a change of our desires. It is a change of our lifestyle. And the proof of our salvation is in how we live after we claim salvation, after God begins a work in us. A couple verses that illustrate this. First, uh, in a couple chapters, we'll see 1 Peter verses 4, verses, uh, 1 and 2. Peter says, Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live the rest of the time in the flesh no longer, no longer for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. And then Ephesians four seventeen to 24 Paul says, So this I say, and affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk, in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth as in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness and truth. We are to stop living as though we were not saved. What makes you feel safe? In verse 15, I believe we have the end result in the command, and that is to be holy. The word translated holy here means sacred, physically pure, morally blameless, consecrated, set apart to God. Why are we to be holy? He says, like the Holy One who called you, or because God who chose you is holy, we are to be holy. And how? How is this holiness to show? He says, yourselves in all your behavior, in all we do, in all of our conduct, in all 
of our conversation, we are to be holy. He doesn't save us so that we can live a life of indulgence or so that we can live the way that we've always lived with a get-out-of-hell-free card. He saved us so that we would become like Him, so that we would reflect Him to the outside world. If you are saved, you were saved to live for Him, to serve Him. We are to be useful tools in His hands. I came across this poem this past week that I thought was a very sobering reminder. It's called My Long Lost Soul by John Macedas. It says, You lived next door to me for years. We shared our dreams, our joys, our tears. A friend to me you were indeed, a friend who helped me in my need. My faith in you was strong and sure. We had such trust as should endure. No spats between us e'er arose. Our friends were like, and so our foes. What sadness then, my friend, to find that after all, you weren't so kind. The day my life on earth did end, I found you weren't a faithful friend. For all those years we spent on earth, you never talked of second birth. You never spoke of my lost soul and of the Christ who'd make me whole. I plead today from hell's cruel fire and tell you now my last desire. You cannot do a thing for me, no words today, my bonds to free. But do not err, my friend, again. Do all you can for souls of men. Please, with them now quite earnestly, lest they be cast in hell with me. What makes you feel safe? Verse 16 says, Because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Because it is written, we are to be like God. So where was it written? I believe the initial reference that Peter is quoting is found in Leviticus 11, 44-45. Where God says, For I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves therefore, and be holy, for I am holy. And you shall not make, for yourselves, un- make yourselves unclean, with any of the swarming things that swarm on the earth. For I am the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God. Thus, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Also in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 30, God says, Thus you are to keep my charge, that you do not practice any of the abominable customs which have been practiced before you, so as to not defile yourselves with them. I am the Lord your God. We also see a couple instances in the New Testament with similar language. Matthew 5:48 Jesus speaking says, "Therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect." And then in Ephesians 5:1-2 Paul says, "Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love." just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. What makes you feel safe? 
Let's consider what Peter did not say to these Christians who were being persecuted, who were being ostracized, hunted, and even killed. He didn't focus on the physical. He didn't say, spend what you have to protect your health and your life. He didn't say, find a safe place to hide until everything cools down. He focused on the spiritual. I don't know about you guys, but I like acronyms. I've asked the question, what makes you feel safe? I really believe that Peter is telling us how we can be safe. First, he says, to prepare your mind. How do we do that? I believe we saturate it with truth, which is God's Word. Next, he says, be sober in spirit. How do we do that? We avoid believing the lies of this world. Next, he says, fix your hope. Where do we fix it? We fix it and we focus on eternity with God. Next, he says, do not be conformed. How? How do we not conform to this world? We escape the influence of it. I believe Peter gave us instructions of how to be holy, but also how to be safe. Holiness is proof that we are safe. We cannot be holy apart from Christ. If you claim Jesus as Lord, pursue holiness. Expect persecution. And find your safety in Jesus alone. Let's pray. Father, you know our hearts. You know where we are seeking safety in the things of this world. You know where we are distracted. You know where we are weighed down and encumbered by worrying about so many things. Help us to see these things clearly. Help us to confess them and to repent, to turn from them, to focus more on eternity with you than the day-to-day of this life. Help us to not waste the time that you have given us or the spirit that dwells within us. Help us to be holy. Help us to be an active testimony, an active witness in this world of darkness. Lord, convict us where we are unfaithful in these areas, that we might be faithful, that we might reflect Jesus, that we might be holy as you are holy. Help us to find our hope in eternity with Christ. Help us to look forward to this with great joy. Lord, be exalted in these things, I pray.
Amen.